0: Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Based on the words Luke uses, Jesus' Sabbath day in Capernaum was busy. As we have seen, he taught in the synagogue, cast out a demon, went to Simon Peter's home, and healed his mother in law. But that was not the end. Today, on drawing near, we see Jesus at the end of his day. And if you can believe it, it was much busier than what we've already seen. So please open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 4 as we study, all in a day's work. And as we prepare for today's study, I encourage you to join me in prayer. Father in heaven, I thank you for the example of our Lord Jesus, and I thank you for the opportunity, and I thank you for the opportunity, the moving of your Holy Spirit, that draws us into your word, draws us into your presence, and guides us into holy, righteous living. Help us to see that righteous living is just living right, doing the right thing, saying the right thing, that's what righteous is. And Father, we pray that under the leadership of your Holy Spirit, we may do right. Guide us in our study. Help us to understand. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Today, we'll begin our study in verse 40 of Luke chapter 4. The first phrase in verse 40 is critical it says, While the sun was setting. Now, Luke could be talking about any day. When the sun was setting, but the language seems to indicate that on the same day that he had taught in the synagogue, cast out the demon, then gone to the home of Simon, healed his mother-in-law, that that same day, while the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him in all likelihood, as the Sabbath day had ended, people were then able to do labor. The Sabbath day ended at sunset. It began Friday at sunset, ended Saturday at sunset. That was the Sabbath. And there were lots of rules regarding the Sabbath. You couldn't carry certain things. You couldn't do certain work. You couldn't prepare certain kinds of meals. You couldn't start a fire. You couldn't walk very far. On and on and on and on. Well, when the Sabbath ends, people are able to transport the sick. They're able to journey. They're able to do these kinds of things. So while the sun was setting is another way of saying, as the Sabbath day ended, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. Now, either they did this because they had heard about Simon's mother-in-law being healed, or Luke has not told us of all the various healings and signs and wonders that he may have been doing in the Galilean region. In all likelihood, Jesus being led by the Spirit had done other things before he rebuked the demon earlier that day. Do we know that for certain? Not from Luke. While the sun was setting, all these people were coming to Simon's house. All these people were seeking Jesus out. And they brought everyone, any who were sick, with various diseases. They brought them to Jesus. And the Bible says, And laying hands on each one of them, he was healing them. Now, we have no way of knowing how many people were being brought, but in all likelihood, from the surrounding area, there were several. And so we need to really stop and think for just a moment as we go forward. You may not be aware of this, but those who teach and preach, those who do the work of the Lord on a Sunday, or in this case, on a Sabbath, it is straining. It does take energy. It's not the same kind of strain that you might experience going to an eight-hour day job, working in a factory or in an office. But there is a strain. And I can't comprehend whether or not it was a strain for Jesus if it took some kind of energy for him to heal someone or to cast out a demon. It seems that it would, but I don't know. Either way, When everything should have been shutting down in Jesus' day, the people were coming and bringing people to him so that he could continue working. Yes, it was work. It took energy. It was labor. It took attention. He had to concentrate and focus on giving of himself to these people. And he was laying his hands on each one of them. He didn't just make an announcement, you're all healed. I'm certain he could have done it. But there was a personal touch, there was an intimate touch, and he was laying his hands on each one of them, and he was healing them. From this context, everyone who was brought went home healthy and whole, just like Simon's mother-in-law. Can you imagine the kind of excitement, the kind of energy that took place when all these people who were sick with various diseases went home without their diseases? Wouldn't it be awesome to experience the kind of healing that is represented in this passage? You're sick, you go to someone, they lay hands on you, they pray for you, and you are immediately and completely restored to full health. That's what we're talking about when we say Jesus healed them. In verse 41, we're told even more. Demons also were coming out of many. He was casting demons out of many of those who were brought. In other words, in all likelihood, some of the afflictions that people were experiencing were due to demon possession. And again, we probably need to note, demons are real. The Bible clearly teaches that. Jesus acknowledges that. And they even testify of Jesus. At the end of verse 41, they were coming out shouting, testifying, you are the son of God. But rebuking them, he would not allow them to speak. Because they knew him to be the Christ. The demons were proclaiming who Jesus was to the masses, that he was the Son of God, that he was the Messiah, and it was not time for them to understand that. That's why in the synagogue earlier, he had kept told that demon to remain quiet, and now he is telling these demons to be quiet. He was rebuking them, correcting them, and not allowing them to speak because they knew him to be the Christ. Demons know who Jesus is. Fallen angels know Jesus, and they are under his authority. When he commands them, they must obey. Isn't it a shame that as Jesus commands his followers, many choose not to obey. Many choose to disobey. They believe that they can live however they want and disregard the word of God. Yet the demons are subject to Christ. Isn't that an amazing thing to think about? Isn't that something that should challenge us to be more obedient, to be more submissive, willingly, thankfully, having been saved by grace and mercy than the demons are? And then in verse 42, it says, when day came. Now, maybe Jesus was doing this all night long. Maybe he did this well into the night. And when he was done, he rested. We don't know. It seems to me that Jesus continued to do this all night long, from the setting of the sun to the rising of the sun. I think that's what the context in Luke indicates. When day came, Jesus left and went to a secluded place. When day came, Jesus was tired. Jesus needed to restore his strength, restore what was depleted. And so Jesus left and went to a secluded place. I need to emphasize, there are times in our lives when we have done so much in our work, so much in our lives, maybe so much for the Lord that we need to get apart and be secluded. We need to get apart and rest, spend time with God. Yet in verse 42, we're told, and the crowds were searching for him and they found him and came to him and tried to keep him from going away from them. They recognized that Jesus was an itinerant minister. He was traveling from town to town, and they, having experienced the power and the teaching of Christ, wanted him to stay right there in Capernaum. They tried to keep him from leaving them. But verse 43 tells us, Jesus said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. No doubt Jesus was concerned for the people of Capernaum. They had received him well. And yet he had a purpose from God, and he had to go to other cities and preach. He had to go declare the kingdom of God, the gospel message, to other cities as well. And so regardless of personal feelings, regardless of their desire to keep him, he needed to do what God wanted. So he had to entrust the people of Capernaum to the work of the Holy Spirit, to the testimony they had already received, and he had to move on to another city. There are times in our lives when we would like to stay with someone, disciple them, teach them, encourage them, but God wants us to keep moving on. He wants us to share the gospel someplace else. He wants us to continue to minister in someone else's life. That's not for everyone, but for some of us, that's our call in life, that there is a time to say goodbye to these, to turn these over to the Lord, and to move on. Paul experienced this. The other apostles experienced this. Jesus did this. And we see that in verse 43. And we're told in verse 44 a summary statement. So he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Judea is the broader country of the Jews. Some believe that it takes in Galilee as well, that Judea is just a general term. According to most commentaries, Judea refers to the southern part of Israel and Galilee to the northern part of Israel. We see this summary statement that Jesus continued to preach probably where he was in Galilee and then continued moving south into Judea. One of the things we need to take from this passage is understanding things in context, understanding phrases that help us to understand how the flow of things are going. For instance, in verse 38, Then he got up and left the synagogue. We're told in verse 40, While the sun was setting, Verse 42, When day came. And then verse 44, the summary. So he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. We get this flow. Verse 44 takes in a lot of time, a lot of geography. We're not talking about what happened that week. We're literally talking about what happens going forward throughout his entire ministry on earth. We need to understand the context, we need to understand the flow. But we need to understand those things. So that we can understand the Word of God. It is the Word of God. We need to be in awe of the Lord Jesus. We need to understand He worked and He worked hard. He gave up sleep, He gave up nourishment to do His Father's will. And we are called to do the same thing. We need to make sacrifices. We need to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow Jesus. We need to be willing to work hard to sacrifice for the spreading of the gospel for the kingdom's sake all of this is seen in this passage even when jesus wanted to get off and be alone when the crowds came to him he ministered to them and this happens over and over again in the gospels father in heaven help us to learn from the example of christ not only his morality his ethic his holiness and righteousness but help us to learn from his pattern jesus was hard working Jesus was sacrificial. He was submissive not only to you, but to the needs of the people, even in going to the cross. Help us to follow his example, to be willing to be a servant, to be a minister, to care for the needs of others under the leadership of your spirit. He didn't just focus on others. There were times when he had to reject what the people wanted to continue doing what you wanted. We need such wisdom. We need such leadership from the Spirit, and we ask you for that. Help us, Father, to see, to understand, and then to act righteously. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page, Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.